Welcome to Shopcast, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. And we're back. Yes, we are. So, uh, as some of you probably have guessed, we record uh, these sessions often on the same day. We do a number of them in a row, so we just had a break between, and we enjoyed a lovely Tim Hortons donut, because uh, it's a great early morning snack. And uh, Emily... Not sponsored. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although if Tim Hortons does want <laughs> yeah, to sponsor if you want sponsors, hit me up. There you go. So uh, your favorite donut is? Double chocolate. And why do you like that? Because it's the best. And if anybody has something to say about it, then they can Have you ever me. taken any harassment for liking yes. double chocolate? <laughs> 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 Johan, our engineer, is here. He's already he didn't harassed He say anything. He said, ooh, double chocolate. And I knew... <laughs> Rude. <laughs> there you go. You lived in the U.S. for a while. Yeah. How were the donuts down there? Disgusting. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, we better move on before we just start an international incident. No, they all know. They all know that it's delicious here oh. and that they're missing out. And I said, well, you should just come and visit me then and taste it for real. And anytime one of my friends has come from Kansas City and they get it, then they're like, whoa, okay. These I, are donuts. I get it. Yeah. So all hail Canadian donuts. Yep. Last time we talked about heaven and why uh, why Jesus says we should pray for it or pray for heaven to be on earth. But as you were talking, I was thinking, is that even achievable that we would have like a taste of heaven here? It just sounds like so unachievable mm. because most times I'm like, oh, today sucks or mm. I feel really terrible mm. today. Even when I'm having a good day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired from today. <laughs> right. And you're not, and you're not sick with a no. terminal disease or no. you're not, you know, there's lots of worse things even that could happen yeah. and life on the earth can be hard. Yeah. Um, the idea that Jesus is, is uh, uh, introducing in this prayer, he's, he's actually got it running through all of his teachings. Uh, let me just tie it to uh, the phrase that's right before. So if we look at that prayer, he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then the next line says, Let your kingdom come and your will be done, and then on earth as it is in heaven. So the, the real idea that it, what Jesus is saying is, pray that the kingdom of God would come. And when the kingdom of God comes, it will be like it is in heaven. It'll be like that on the earth. So what you're really praying for is the kingdom, not for heaven to come to earth, because heaven is a real place, right? It's not just an ethereal kind of concept or realm. It's not the force in Star Wars. It's it's an actual place. You, you can go to heaven, go through the gates. You're inside the, the, the place that we know of, of heaven. People live there. You're, like I said, your, your family members are there. You'll see them one day. They're in heaven. So... He's saying, let the kingdom of God come to the earth, and the, the culture and the, and, the, and the benefits of heaven will be manifest wherever, you, wherever that happens. So the better question is, what does, the king, what does it mean when he says, ask for the kingdom? What is this kingdom of God thing? And the kingdom of God, we don't understand it real well because we are not in a, um, under a monarchy. We've been in a democracy for so long that we don't think of kingdom as, 
uh, a king or a queen that actually rules over us. Yeah, we have Queen Elizabeth, and one day it'll be King Charles, and you know, but they don't rule over Maybe. us. <laughs> well, yeah, she goes on forever, <laughs> but they don't rule over us. They they have a more of a figurehead role now. It's transitioned. Uh, but in some countries, the king has a, has a, a, a you know a hundred percent authority. Acts like an autocrat, can do whatever they want. You know, you hear those old stories of off with their head. You know, and that's kind of what they did. Kings and queens could rule with supreme authority. All the more so is Jesus, the King of Heaven and Earth, and the King of the Earth is has supreme authority over all that exists. But uh, Jesus is. comes the first time and says, I'm the king, but I'm not going to exert that kind of authority. I'm going to let you choose. Now, when I come back the second time, I'm going to come in on a horse with a a sword, and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I'm going to be the king. You are going to bow the next time. But the first time, I'm going to let you choose. And so my kingdom is here, but you enter my kingdom by voluntarily submitting to my authority as the king. And lots of people don't. They just go, you're not my king. Well, Actually, I am, but I'm not going to enforce it now, but I will at one time. Mm. But if you ask me now, as believers, if you ask me and say, let your kingdom come or bring your kingdom to Winnipeg or any anywhere where we live, the Lord says, I will bring manifestations of it and demonstrations of it in part. So, you don't get the whole thing. You don't get the fullness of, of the supreme authority of the king on the earth like it is in heaven, but you can get bits and pieces of it. So, a great example is um, in the area of sickness and and of healing. So, there's a a passage in Revelation. It's in Revelation 21. Revelation is really helpful for heaven because because the whole uh, experience that John's having, he's in heaven. He gets taken in. So, a lot of what you see there is is deals with this uh, um, place that we don't know that much about. Uh, Revelation 21, he has an experience where he sees uh, everything's kind of wrapped up at this point. Jesus has returned. Verse 1, he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And we won't try to explain all that. There's lots there. And then I heard a voice, a loud voice from the throne, saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. We get a little glimpse into what it can be like when you're in the perfect will of God, when the kingdom is fully manifest, there's no more crying, there's no more mourning, there's no more pain, there's no more sickness, there's no more abuse, there's no more disease, there's no more violence, there's no more aggression, there's no more lying and stealing and murder and drug abuse and all the prostitution and human trafficking and all of those things cease to exist in the perfection of his kingdom. So Jesus says, pray now and ask me, And I will bring some of that now. And one of the areas, as I mentioned, is in the area of healing. So, there's no sickness in heaven. And he says, I'll give you some of that now if you ask. So, pray for people that are sick. And every time you see a healing break in and a person get better, you're seeing a manifestation of my kingdom. I'm the king even over disease. I'm the king even over your—I mean, the greatest miracle is that they're lost and then that they're saved— 
but I'm, I'm king over all of it. I can provide financially. I can, I can bless you in different kinds of ways. I can, I can uh, organize your lives so that you emerge as uh, passionate lovers, lovers of Jesus and good citizens at the same time. You can, your, you can, your families can be blessed. Your marriages can be blessed. All of those things are possible, but it's ultimately because the king is exerting his authority and his rulership over the, the land, over the people. But it's never in fullness. And so we live in the in-between. So back to your original question, you know, can we experience these kinds of things? It's like, well, yeah, in bits and pieces. How many people have we prayed for for healing in our house of prayer since we started? Oh, a lot. And how many have we seen healed? Not as many. <laughs> Not so many, right? I mean, really, it's weighed on me a lot, actually, as we've done it over and over over the years. Lord, you, you're in the Gospels, Jesus, you're healing on every on every page. And you said, you know, I give you authority and power to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons and then go into all the world and do the things that I've done. And you have a, you know, you'll pray for the sick and they'll be healed. And, and the disciples seem to do it in the book of Acts. And then and we pray and we don't see as anywhere near as much. Mm-hmm. There's some issues and there's reasons why, but the the simple answer is every time something does happen, it is a manifestation or example of the heavenly culture of the kingdom breaking into the earth. So if the fullness of that were to come, what would Winnipeg look like? I mean, when the day comes and Jesus says, okay, I am fully taking control now. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and I'm going to bring... Um, this is this is the right language, but it's a little confusing. I'm going to bring judgment against things like sickness. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer going to let cancer just ravage everybody that comes along, and everybody's going to be struggling with tumors and blood diseases, and and you know half of them will die, and the other half will be will be sick, and no more. Sickness is not of my kingdom. I deal with it now, and I'm going to push that aside. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about heaven. And his kingdom is a manifestation of it now in our midst, transitioning and transforming places where we live. Right. Okay. Well, we uh, we pray a lot for healing at shop. Like more now because we have some sick people, but before we actually didn't do it that often because, well, in my experience, when we don't see healing, I just get like discouraged. And then it just became like the new normal. Like I want to believe for healing, but it was more likely that it wouldn't be. Yeah. Your, our <laughs> lack of success keeps reinforcing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But I knew that like, I just thought it was like shops thing that we were just not made for healing in the moment or mm-hmm. whatever, because the Brandon Vineyard was supposed to have that over them and they weren't really getting it either. Mm -hmm. But then I went to IHOP and we had prayed for healing in a bunch of different classes and nobody really got healed either. Mm -hmm. And my roommate actually was getting sicker and sicker. Two of my roommates were getting sicker and sicker throughout the whole internship and we were praying for them and nothing was happening. Mm. And so I was like, okay, it's not just like a curse over shop that we're not seeing no. anything. Unless it's on me and I'm, yeah, I'm getting it where I'm going to. <laughs> so what we've learned today is don't get Emily to pray for yeah. you. 
No, I think that uh, it's not a curse over our house or over the prayer movement. I think it is part of the. It's 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 larger than that. It's part of the our North American church world these days that it's rarely seen and it's easily explained away. And doctors are kind of the default more than than going to the Lord. I know when I was in Nepal uh, a number of years ago, there was healing all over the place, but it was mostly because the people had nothing else. I mean, mm. if they pray, if if you didn't go to the Lord, you could be in real trouble because the the medical opportunities for them living in the mountains was not there. And and lots of uh, power was evident. And our, our own uh, good friend, Graham Becky at the River House of Prayer in Regina, uh, sees lots of healing. They He's got uh, story after story uh, of right. people that... Which made me more discouraged because I was like, oh, he's not very far away, so... Yes, well, he's an ex- he's an unusual one, and, the, and their ministry is unusual in that they've got something where it, it has broken through, and the kingdom of God is manifesting in the area of healing more regularly than it is. But think about it. Most people are not experiencing that. So yeah. the norm kind of that we all live under right now is we don't get much in that particular area. But having said that, and I think this, we just need to say this. You don't go with your experiences in these things. You go with what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord talked to us quite a while ago about that. He said, if you let your experiences tell you who I am instead of the word of God telling you who I am, you're going to be messed up. And you you will stop believing for things and we will, you'll never see anything. And so it's especially in areas like this where you're asking for the kingdom to come and break in and for the that which is in heaven to be manifest on the earth, you got to go with the Bible. And the Bible tells us, I've just listed a whole bunch of them, I've given you authority and power. I, this is my intention and my will. You're my uh, children and my workers. I want to bring my kingdom. Uh, so we have to go with the things that he we know concerning him and not just what we see when we we have our good or bad experiences. And I, I know that we've prayed for lots of sick people and we don't see them get well. I think the problem's on our end, not just us specifically, but everywhere. And I think the Lord has more than he wants to do. But here's the key. What does he say in Matthew 6? This is how you should pray, right? Not what you should do. This is a prayer uh, a passage that we're referencing. When you pray, pray like this. Father in heaven, glorify your name. You know, hallowed be your name. Your name is awesome and powerful. Glorify it in the earth. Let your kingdom come to Winnipeg. Let your will be done in our city on earth as it is in heaven, specifically in the area of healing. Break in and give the church in our house of prayer and anybody that wants it increased power and authority to actually overcome sickness and disease. That's really where we are at where we are at this point. I still pray for everybody that's sick, and we have teams that go to the hospitals during the week and pray for sick people, And but there's more, right? Mm-hmm. There's more. And heaven is a place that you can look at in the scriptures and go, wow, there's a lot more we're not seeing yet, and it's possible. Yes. I like hearing about or the team that goes to the hospital, like their experience there, because mm-hmm. it gives, even if it's just like a minor healing even if it's not a healing but like you got to talk to a person and they let their walls down a little bit then it just gives me more faith that like okay this is actually achievable Mm -hmm. even though i don't want to let like my experience dictate what's true but that does help build faith of course yeah so, don't let your negative experiences. Right, right, right. If it aligns with what's true in the scripture, then let that build your faith. Okay. 
Well, we will continue talking about heaven on our next episode. If you want more information about this topic and others, you can check out our website at sanctuaryhop.com. On behalf of myself and my dad, you've been listening to Shopcast. <music>